It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today with Danielle Dupre. Danielle was born and raised in the French-speaking part of Switzerland and came to the U.S. in 1979. She's a doctor and professor of traditional and quantum naturopathy, and she developed five keys to holistic health and focuses mainly on food therapy and the power of the mind in healing. So very powerful stuff. Thank you, Dr. Danielle, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate that. You're welcome. So uh, go, go a little bit deeper into that introduction. Uh, you know, who you are, what led you to be doing what you're doing today? Well, I was fortunate when I was 15 to meet somebody that opened door for me to study psychology. But at the same time, I had skin cancer and had surgery every six months. And, you know, they would remove the cancer, it would come back, they had to dig deeper. And I was studying with the uh, institute in Paris at the time the psychology, graphology, et cetera, but they were also teaching nutrition. So I took the nutrition classes and I bought my first juicer when I was 18, starting to do cleansing and never went back to the surgeon for the skin cancer. So cancer is not always that easy, but I already had goals in my life. I had a happy childhood. I needed to detox. I had had a lot of vaccinations. I had uh, become sick in spite of the vaccination, had all the childhood diseases. I grew up in uh, with antibiotics. So lots of toxins in my body needed to get rid of. So the cleansing, the juicing did it for me. Nice. What, uh, and so I'm imagining that was like a very concentrated protocol. What, I I know it's gonna be different for everybody, but what did that look like for you? As far as juicing, what what types of fruits and vegetables did you use and how often? No, that was way at the beginning of juicing. That was like, uh, wow, almost 50 years ago. So basically it was carrots, celery, and apples. And uh, I was juicing that. I also took uh, classes in raw food, in macrobiotic. And little by little, I build what was good for me because I believe your uh, lifestyle, whatever you eat, is different from different people and for different seasons of your life. Yeah, yeah. How does, and, how does somebody... Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Chris. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask how... I know you're, you're a believer like I am in the fact that everybody needs to do something a little bit different. There's no one diet that's going to be perfect for everybody. How does one go about discovering, you know, what, what's good for me? 
you know, what's maybe not so good for me at this point in my life? Is there a few recommendations you would say? Well, I started when I was eating to check what food was doing to a body. So I would not eat something for three weeks and then I would overdo it. And the only one I remember from that time was apricots. I love apricots and I ate a lot of apricots. Yeah, and yeah. I had to call in sick because my bladder was so inflamed, I could not stand. So, okay. And uh, now it depends, you know, some food, for instance, almond is supposed to be a healthy food. If I eat almonds, I'm going to have burning pain along this part of my arm and that part. Uh, if I eat pork, for a long time I was vegan, I was a raw vegan vegetarian. But if I eat pork, the uh, bursa in my shoulders and in my elbows will swell up and I will be in pain. Uh, yeah. Flour tends to make me sleepy. Within 10 minutes, I'm just not going to be able <laughs> my That's me too. <laughs> and I remember, I didn't know, we didn't know about food sensitivities years ago. And I remember taking my kids to a picnic and we had a sandwich. And within 10 minutes, I would stop the car under a bridge to take a 10-minute nap. I could not drive any longer. Now I know it's a flower. So this yeah. is, a, you know, one way to do it is you don't eat something for a while. Then you eat it and check what your reactions are. The yeah. other way is usually if you're sensitive to something, your heartbeat will speed up 5 to 10 beats a minute, uh, you know. 15 to 30 minutes after you eat. Interesting. That's a, you know, and that's a very practical, uh, practical way to measure now that a lot of people have the wearable technology, you know, like the watches with the, the heart rate monitors on them. Whereas, you know, back in the day we had to stop, you know, check the pulse. So that'll give you a real time indication. So that's great. So, so detoxing, I, I love what you said too. You know, you said you did this, uh, 50 years ago, right? It was the early, early seventies ish yeah, era. Exactly. And, um, and, and yeah, I know there was, there, there was a lot of research back then, but not like today and, and carrot, celery and apple. It, it's amazing that now somebody hearing this can say, Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't really have to be complicated. You know, carrots are incredibly cheap, right? You can buy like pounds and pounds and pounds of carrots. Uh, and I remember I bought I, I was a raw vegan as well for about a year and a half. And I honestly never felt better in my life. And I started to um, realize that the health food in the stores, like Whole Foods is so big, is so overly promoted as being like a miracle, everything, that it's so expensive now. Just because people think it's somehow better, but you can go to the regular grocery store and get pounds and pounds and pounds of carrots for almost nothing. So cheap. Yeah. And depending which juicer you use, it removes the skin, which is where all the chemicals are. I still uh, like to buy organic as much as I can. I go to farmer's market and started my own garden. I haven't bought any greens, any lettuce uh, since January. I have my little hydroponics inside the house and that's all I've been eating, my own organic greens. That's great. That's great. So you have a book. Uh, it's over your right shoulder uh, on the, the Zoom background. Uh, yep. You you mentioned that you you were telling people 
probably like me, I've been doing this almost 20 years and tell people kind of very similar advice. You know, I run into them at a party and they ask, well, how do I get healthy? How do I get fit? And it's almost always not identical, but it's very similar advice. So you put, you put that into the book. What kinds of principles are, are in your book? Well, first you have to be hydrated. So I talk about ways to hydrate and it's kind of a unique book. I haven't seen anything because if you don't have time to read and a lot of people now don't like to read, you have diagrams or uh, what is it? Not like uh, infographics. A short summary telling you what's healthy, oh, better choice and not so good choice. So you can just go through that. If you want to know why, then you can read the chapters and it goes through everything. It goes through meat, it goes, goes through fats, mushrooms, uh, seaweeds, fruits, grains, etc. So it has a chapter on all. You can just go to the end of the chapter and see, okay, what's a good choice? What is not such a good choice? And at the end, we also talk about politics. Holy meaning many and ticks. Well, you know what ticks are. So <laughs> there is a lot of politics going on into our food, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm familiar with some of them. What are, what are some of the big picture things that somebody who maybe is unfamiliar with food politics, what would you say just big picture how does politics affect our food? You remember in school for a while, I didn't grow up here, but there was a four food groups. Then there was a pyramid. And yep. you know, those don't work. Right. And, you know, a lot of times they tell you eat this, eat that. And GMO is going to solve uh, the hunger problem around right. the world. So do your own research. So I talk a lot about that, and, you yeah. know, about the, uh, the medical profession having a higher rate of uh, death. There is like 325,000 people that die related to uh, the medical pharmaceutical industry. That's, you know, about a thousand people a day die because of mistakes, the wrong remedies, uh, just, and it's easy. Okay, everybody's individual, but what you start is eat closest to nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to have deep fried. That's not in nature. So vegetables, right. whatever you can gather in a forest or grow in a, you know, on a garden, fish, what you can fish without all the, the chemicals in them and meat, grass fed, uh, animals that can roam freely. That's a good start. And then you specialize into, okay, I don't do well with this. I don't do well with that. And right. like, right. I said I went from uh, doing my own things when I was a, a teenager and then I went to become, a, I traveled through India and became a vegetarian because of the meat over there and then vegan, then raw vegan. Then I went through a very stressful time in my life and a colleague of mine, a, natur a naturopath, told me that if I continue with a raw vegan, I was going to die. And I thought the guy was crazy, you know, you have all the enzymes, everybody's saying eat raw, it's good for you. But I did some research and it's true. Apparently my kidney meridians, uh, meridian was so low that if I continued with cold food, I could actually die. So I started to cook food and add spices. Then I went to another workshop where uh, 
the teacher there told me, well, you're type O blood, you need meat. You're not going to be totally healthy until you eat meat. So I haven't eaten meat in years. I don't want to do that. And uh, one time I was at, a, I tried the meat and I didn't like it. But one time I was at a restaurant where a friend of mine had a like blue steak, almost raw. Say, can I have a bite of that? And I had a bite and it was like, you know, Popeye with a spinach. I got so much energy from that one bite. I started to eat, you know, a filet every week. And wow. sometimes I have it more than, uh, you know, once a week, depending but I'm changing too now. I'm not so much into the, the red meat. I'm more into fish and chicken right now. So listen to your body. Your body will right. tell you what you should eat. Your body will tell you. Yeah. You know, it's funny that a lot of what you just said really resonates with me. Like I said, I was raw vegan for 18 months. And at that time, I was a personal trainer. And one of my clients was very, uh, he's very seasoned in Qigong and kind of Eastern uh, Eastern medicine type. And he said that, he said, your kidneys are extremely deficient. He said, you need to cook some food. You need to eat hot food. Yeah. And, um, and same thing with the blood type. I'm type O blood as well. I was about, I was two or three months into the raw vegan and I wasn't eating enough, not even close to enough. I lost a ton of weight and I didn't even have any weight to lose. I went over to my dad's for a dinner and he looked at me and he just said, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? I, I couldn't handle it. And he made me a steak and that steak, it didn't just taste good. It was, it, it had nothing to do with flavor, but just like you, I, I felt like immediately something that I was missing had just been restored to me. And that, and steak was it right there. And I think it depends on what direction we fall off the wagon what's going to bring us back up, right? In that case, it was steak. But as we know, most people in our culture don't eat enough vegetables. So in a lot of cases, and maybe that's why a lot of diet books are so successful with, hey, you guys just need to eat more vegetables. And mainly because they're preaching to a bunch of people who really don't eat vegetables ever. Yeah. So if that's the case, yeah, sure. Pile on the vegetables. You need more. So it, it is very individualized. It does depend on where you are. Uh, and, and listening to your body is key. Talk, could, could you talk a little bit about the vegetables that you now, you grow, you, you grow hydroponically, right? You were talking in your house. I have all kinds of salads and I also have what is called a green stock tower, different uh, levels that I'm growing. I'm growing tomatoes, cucumbers, beans, uh, all kinds of herbs, strawberries. What else do I have? Squash. So my daughter has a traditional in-ground. I have the tower and the hydroponics. Wow, that's awesome. The green stock tower. I'm looking that up right now. Oh, yeah, I've seen these guys. So um, I, I used to use what they call, they call it the tower garden. Have you heard of the tower garden? Nope. This thing is, it's pretty impressive. It has a reservoir of water at the bottom, and you, you treat it, you add minerals and, and things to it. And it's a vertical column. And um, just like this, it looks like the green stalk is very similar where the plants sort of grow diagonally up and out. Yeah, but the green stalk is with dirt in. I have a garden, G-A-R-D-Y-N. And that one has the reservoir of water. And then I have smaller ones called the aero gardens. I have three of those that I'm growing my, uh, my lettuce indoor. Ah, very interesting. 
G-A-R-D-Y-N. Okay. Very cool. Hydroponic tower, aquaponics, growth system. This is great. This, it seems like something that, that your average person could do. You don't have to be a professional farmer or anything. You can just be healthy right well, now. You know, when, I, when I started, I was living in a travel trailer for a while. And that's yeah. when I got the garden and the aero garden and started to have my own lettuce. Lettuce is actually getting pretty expensive. So yeah, the initial investment, you have to buy the system, but right. it, it's a great investment because eventually you don't buy those $3 a piece lettuce because it's right there. Yeah, it adds mm -hmm. up. And then there's also lettuce right in front of you. You know, it's fresh, you know, it's organic. You can just pick it and eat it within a few minutes. And that's really the way that we were designed to eat. You know, our food travels such a long distance to get to us a lot of times. It's a, it's a great thing to have your own garden in your own kitchen. Um, Dr. Danielle, is there anything else um, that you believe people just need to know? Things that people are getting wrong, even health advocates are maybe they're getting wrong or maybe should be embellished a little bit that you see? That, that we're going through but right people now people don't like to talk about emotions to me emotion is just energy in motion everything has a signature so yeah. anger has a signature sadness has a signature joy has a signature so i was pretty healthy and yet i got very sick i was bedridden in my 30s i was living in a very bad situation in an abusive situation and i had about two weeks i believe to live and then i you know circumstances, coincidences. I got some book about more mental health and uh, uh, how to use your imagination to recover. Obviously, I'm still here. So that's what I do a lot. I had uh, a client of mine who did everything right nutrition-wise for a cancer he had, but he would not address the emotions. And unfortunately, mm. he died because the emotions are so important. A lot of time we have emotions stuck and they try to get our attention. Now, it's like in your car when you get the red light because you need to add oil. You don't want to put a Band-Aid and ignore it. So maybe you start with something and emotions lodge in your body. You could have a recurring headache or a tummy ache. Right. Or, and ask your body what is, it, what is there for. And, you know, your mind has a tendency to give you symptoms so you pay attention to it pay attention before you have cancer or chronic disease you don't get you know get cancer from one day to the next there is a progression right so pay attention right. to it. so i had to deal with uh, with the mind i learned to do a guided imagery interactive guided imagery we go to the root of why you have that and lately, I've studied more about hypnosis because you can change things so quickly now. When I started in psychology, it was still psychoanalysis where you spent like seven years and, <laughs> you know, week after week, nobody has that time. Right. But now we know like a, a trauma or a phobia gets stuck in the amygdala. That's why you keep thinking about it and having flashbacks. And there are techniques now where you can remove that and have it processed like instantly. So why stay depressed? Why stay with a phobia? Yeah. Hypnosis is, is so powerful, right? I mean, you go, you go directly into the subconscious mind and you can talk to it. The analogy I use is, you know, when we're kids, uh, we have the record button pressed 
everything that happens in the environment gets recorded into us. When we're adults, we just have the play button going. There's no more record. That's a right? good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So now, but, but you're right. The hypnosis is like hitting that record button and you can reprogram in a way the exactly. subconscious and how you, how you relate to those memories as well. Yeah. Now we use the functional MRIs and we can see what the brain is doing. So I wow. use something called the tapping technique with uh, guided imagery and then, you know, hypnosis or whatever is needed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, uh, Dr. Danielle, um, I want to give you a chance to finish up with a motivational speech or like a graduation commencement speech. I, I really like this as a last question. You go big, go really big picture. A, a university has called you in to do a, a speech at their graduation. And you are the speaker talking about how you believe these, these new graduates can get the most out of their lives. What would you say, like 30 seconds to a minute? Well, I would uh, tell them to start using their brain, their mind to think. Don't believe everything you hear. Do some research. Go a little deeper. It's not because somebody says eat this food, do this diet, that it's necessarily okay. You have to take care of your body, your mind, your soul, and your spirit. So don't neglect any of them. And uh, don't lose heart. Never give up. Never, never, never give up. And... Uh, work on different aspects of your life and use your brain think 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 read labels and uh, yeah that's what i would tell them nice i like that yeah think for yourself and do your own research and you know you are your own best health advocate for sure and life advocate. an individual don't fall into a, a mass psychosis you are an individual yeah. think yeah exactly well, um, again, I'm Chris Janke, joined today with Dr. Danielle Dupre. Uh, how do people get in touch with you? What's the name of your book? Uh, any websites, social media? How do people contact you? Uh, well, my book is Eat Well, Live Well with, uh, what is it? Energy. I forgot the title of my book. Energy, <laughs> energy vitality, and focus. Vitality, I can yes. see it over your shoulder. That's exactly. That's important. So you can find about the five keys to health, to holistic health on uh, uh, my website, hha-usa.com, stands for Holistic Health Academy of America. And uh, to learn to take care of your mind and to get uh, special tips, you can go to thechampionmind.com. Sounds good. Well, Dr. Danielle Dupre, thank you so much for joining us today well, on Health in the Room. I appreciate that. Thank you. to learn more.